Welcome to the Embrace It series, where women with all types of disabilities can be real, resourceful, and stylish. With each episode, you'll walk or roll away with everyday tips, life hacks, and success stories from community leaders and influencers. So take off your leg braces and stay a while with Lainey and Estella. Hi, I'm Lainey, and I have CMT. And I'm Estella, and I also have CMT, a neuromuscular disorder affecting approximately 2.6 million people worldwide. That's as many as MS. We believe disabilities should never get in the way of looking or feeling good. Both of us wear leg braces and have learned through our own personal journeys to embrace it. Brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Each episode is designed to challenge your own stigmas and beliefs around disability. We want our listeners to get the most value for their time spent with us. So we interview some of the most empowering disability badasses in the world. Through storytelling, personal experiences, and tips, we're all reminded of our own strengths and endless potential. For more information and exclusive resources, check out our websites at trend-able.com and hnf-cure.org. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button for future episodes and special promos. Welcome to another episode of the Embrace It podcast. Today, we have another fellow podcaster with us. Lance Johnson is the host of the See Through podcast, uh, where he has transparent conversations with the blind and disability community. And we had the pleasure of being on episode 36. We're super excited to be part of your journey and to have you on our podcast today. So welcome, Lance. Hi, Thanks man. for having me. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, I, I always have fun going on the other side because, you know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about editing or anything like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we figured we'd flip the script uh, a little bit today. And we both personally really love the content that you put out. It's just so well done and so clever and fun, but at the same time, informative and you really have a great way of just bringing awareness to disability community and and the blind community and you know the whole spectrum of of what being blind really is because i think a lot of you know the stigmas around blindness is that oh you just either you can't see or you can and mm-hmm. there there's just so much in between that and we'd love to hear a little bit about the work that you're doing, how you fell into the advocacy side of, of the disability community. Yeah, yeah. Um, you nailed that, you know, that, that phrase mm-hmm. that I feel like gets said but never said enough is uh, blindness is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as, you know, most, you know, all disabilities really are a spectrum. But, you know, yeah, I've, I'm a video editor. I'm, I, you know, I've been video editing for over a decade. I used to be a videographer. Um, so I, I know the technical side of, you know, uh, video production, audio production. So uh, luckily I had that skill set. So whenever I jumped into podcasting, it was kind of just naturally easy for me. It wasn't much of a learning curve. And uh, how I got into the advocacy part from just being like a video production professional to being a podcast host is I uh, wanted a project that I could have complete creative control over because when I work with clients, with video edits, I'm usually just doing what, you know, their vision is, you know, I'm accomplishing what their vision is. And I wanted a project that was my own. And then also, you know, I was doing a lot of commercial video production work. 
I wanted to do something that wasn't pushing a product, but it was more of a pushing a message, you know, in, in a way it was me giving back with my, uh, I guess, skill set in a different way, something that I could feel proud of and that I was feeling like I was like contributing to to the greater good versus I, I love my job as an editor, but sometimes the work I do, I, I don't want to sound too negative, but it's like, I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put my uh, name on it, you know? Right. Put well, you know, something you are putting your name on, um, Estella mentioned your creativity and um, you really have taken like such a cool way of talking about ableism and your whole show on YouTube is called Ableist or Chill. And like we, it inspired us for a lot of what we do in some of our workshops too. You really like, it's such a great um, way of introducing the topic and making it understandable and, you know, for everybody. And I love it. And so I particularly wanted to like get your take on all these different ableist and chill episodes that you kind of have and like your own experience personally with um, vision loss, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. uh, tell us how you got started with like the ableist and chill. Yeah. The ableist and chill, you know, I uh, was gearing up for that to be like a big part of, you know, the see-through podcast brand. And I, I did a, a, I have like a large catalog of clips that I had found that, you know, cause what I, what I was starting to notice is like once I dove into the disability community with my podcast and started to kind of be more like hyper aware of things that were going on, I started noticing jokes, uh, that were taken, you know, at the disability community's expense all the time. And mm-hmm. I was, just, and I just started kind of writing them down and I, I got this like catalog and I would basically for this series, I would pick a, it could be a stand up comedy joke. It could be a scene from a film. And then I would kind of dissect it and I would ask, you know, is this ableist or is it chill? Meaning like, is it just a joke? Most jokes are ableist, you know, and, and like in that sense, when they do involve the disability community, but, but where I think it gets kind of interesting is, is it, uh, intentional? Is it, uh, punching down, I guess, or, you know, or is it clever? Mm. Um, and it, it, it is calling it out, right. Cause like some of the clips, what I've noticed is like, you know, is this character that's being ableist, are they being called out for their ableism? And that's kind of part of the, the humor. Yeah. Or is it just like literally some, like you said, somebody, getting a cheap laugh at the expense of somebody with a disability. No, that's a great point. And that's kind of what I like to talk about is because there's a lot of nuance. And, and like you said, a lot of people don't even know what that, what the word ableism is. And that was actually a problem I ran into with the series is people who ha- weren't familiar with the word, they felt like, Oh, it's another ism. And, and, and they just automatically, even though I would take, you know, they wouldn't even watch the clip all the way through to see that I was actually saying like, I actually find this joke funny and and it it wasn't intentionally against the disability community, but they did all they would hear is the word ableism. It's another ism, but yeah, you know, ableism is anything that's, it's discrimination for someone with a disability or just, you know, that's the simplest term. And prejudice, discrimination, like the other isms, racism, it can be overt, like, People literally not providing accessible uh, bathrooms in a space that's yeah. supposed to or transportation or and most of the time it can be 
uh, what's the opposite of overt? It can be um, more subtle, intentional, and, yeah. but not necessarily less hurtful. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes even more hurtful because it could be people you love and know who are using terms like she's crippled or she's confined yeah. to a wheelchair. Those would be like ableist comments, right? Definitely. Yeah. And, and I've had a past podcast guest, John Marin, and he, he used the words innocent ignorance. And I've, and I've, that stuck with me ever since I heard mm. that. Cause that is true. There is a lot of like, kind of like you almost saying crazy, you know, that would be like an innocent ignorant ignorance, you know, I'm not calling you ignorant, but like that would be no, an example. Yeah, totally. And a lot of jokes have that, have those. Some are, they come off, like they play naive to kind of help the punchline, you know? And, you know, and the thing is like, what I noticed with some of these jokes is it gets laughs, like it gets like roaring laughter from crowds and you know, it's, and there's, and there's something to that, you know, and, and I've talked to a comedian named uh, Jesse Chin and he's, oh, we love Jesse. Yeah, and, and yeah. he's from the front, from the throne pro- podcast. I've had him on my podcast and, you know, he does stand up comedy and he, he had a really interesting perspective. He was like, you know what? Comedy is art. Um, so it's part of free speech. And if, you know, if you truly want to be equal, you know, which is what we want, you know, then you have to kind of be open to be joked about just like everyone else gets jokes. You're going to get jokes. Uh, that, that stuck with me too. Another thing I heard that stuck with me. So I try not to be so sensitive, you know, if I do hear a joke, but I do like to analyze the jokes. Like, I guess where I get hung up on jokes is if they're not very, clever and it's a joke that's been done a thousand times and it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah you know we all know those jokes but then there's sometimes you hear a joke with like a punchline and it's like oh that was clever and witty and and I've never heard that perspective and yeah um, I mean I think that there's a difference between like a stand-up comedian who yeah. makes jokes in general about people and society and whatever and then there's like the office clip that you had on which yeah. is a show that people watch and it, that's different. It's like people aren't going there for, I mean, I guess they are watching it to laugh, but it's, you know, it's basically reinforcing messages that people may not, you know, know that they even have about people with disabilities. Like the episode that you played was, they all were like um, cheering for the person yeah. for just coming to the work and then, you know, talking about accessible parking spaces and, and all of that. Yeah. yeah that was my, my favorite, one of my favorite ones because, you know, Michael Scott, he's a, you know, infamous kind, kind of character. Right. And I love the office and Michael was making a big deal out of, you know, the office manager coming in to do a, a meeting uh, that had nothing to do with disabilities. And he was just <laughs> making a big deal. Like, Oh my God, you're, you're so uh, brave for coming yeah. in here. Like yeah. these kind of, these you're kind of so like, inspiring. Yeah. yeah. These, you know, these kind of classic phrases, kind of what I'm talking about where it's like the joke you've heard a thousand times. It's not funny anymore. So he was saying these like kind of tired phrases and then, the, and then his um, staff, you know, was just kind of like looking at him, like, what are you doing? Yeah. They were cringing. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, the office manager, he's a wheelchair user and he's just kind of going about this meeting and it's just kind of like they're using Mike Michael's ignorance yes. as the butt of the joke. And, and in a sense, like there, there's a lot of ableist jokes being made, but it, it actually, the it's all in favor of support 
for the right. disability community. It's, it's very, see that, and that's like a very like a uh, nuanced humor. It's very like layered and, and, and fun mm-hmm. and interesting. And it's like, it's people got to laugh at Mike, Michael's ignorant statements, but right. they also got to laugh at the response of it too, you know, and, and there's a difference between that and, you know, someone just making a really d- poor joke and poor taste, you know, you know, there's like stereotypes, I guess for, for blindness, it would be making a Stevie wonder joke or something like that. Or I tend to go for the humor that's more nuanced and clever, right? Clever. There's yeah. gotta be an intelligence to it. I think what, what Lane and I too, we, this, I think what your videos kind of help spotlight is something that we also teach in our, um, our workshops are the, the three different ways that media, whether that's TV shows or movies or, you know, t- t- advertising, how the three different ways where they portray people with disabilities. So you have the victim mentality, mm-hmm. right? You have the, um, the villain, yeah. and then the, the hero, the hero has to overcome their disability in order to be validated. Right. Like, yeah. The, the, per- the person in the movie that gets struck by a car, then they work so hard that they're able to walk again. And, you know, like that, that's kind of like the whole storyline. So, yeah. Mm. And I'm actually interested, like, I'm glad you brought that up, Estella, because let's go into those three. Cause they're, I think that like, it's not the jokes for, for me that are, you know, personally I'm not offended usually by that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but in terms of those stereotypes like that's when I have um an issue and feel that it's harmful not only how people look at us but how we look at ourselves and like taking the villain one so some examples you have Lance in your stuff is like Captain Hook or um, you know, I mean, there's Marvel movies. Everybody's got Marvel movies. Anyone with any sort of deformity is depicted as evil. Um, and that is reinforced when you see the angry disabled person on the street where that's where a lot of people, when they think about people with disabilities, they, they don't, if they don't know anybody in their own lives, they think of the homeless person who's sitting on the street and, you know, um, yeah. and yelling at them down the sidewalk. And that is their depiction of disability. And then if we ourselves are having a bad day or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, react in a way to someone's comment that isn't how we'd want to, maybe it's defensive or whatever, yeah. it's kind of reinforcing it um, for that person and for ourselves. So what is your feelings about this angry stereotype? Like the villain stereotype? The villain stereotype? Yeah, I think that's part of like part of the issue with, you know, and if we're having the topic of ableism, you know, it seems like an ableist view would be a society's kind of just, I'll say it like, I'd say not most of society just views disabilities as, or people, disabled people as, weak you know i feel like that's their go-to you know whether they thought much about it or not thought much about it you know you talked about the subconscious Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh it's instant um pity instant you know everything where it's and and that's partially because you you mentioned those three different types you know villain being one of them hero and then uh what was the first one where it was like uh complaining was that was that well, the, the, um, the villain is 
villain, hero, um, victim. or victim when victim. Yeah, yeah. The victim mentality, you know, Oh, it's, it's the person complaining, you know, um, or, you know, and, and, and that's what people think. And cause you know, that's maybe, you know, cause they're not surrounded by, you know, people who have disabilities maybe, or it's just not advertised. Like we're talking about on these TV shows and in the media where it's like just normal day-to-day living, you know, just casual day-to-day success. You know, I, I've had guests on who talk about, you know, playing into the hero um, category. It's like, you know, you have like we have sighted friends who are, are, are send us a video about like some Paralympic runner who just is in, incredibly fast. And then it's like he wanted to send them back a video of Usain Bolt and be like, he sighted. Why aren't you like Usain Bolt? You know, because it's like there's like this expectation of like, but, you know, we're all going to work, you know, where we're, we're, we have relationships, friendships, you know, careers, hobbies. And it's like you don't you don't really see that, you know, it's it's usually yeah. that the hero that you're talking about, where it's the Paralympic champion who has this uh, very, you know, story of perseverance or you have this this villain or victim mentality of uh, they're just um, bitter and have this negative outlook. And if they could just have a positive outlook, you know, then they would be the hero. Right. But again, it's like, there's a spectrum, you know, we talk about spectrums. It's like, there's villain on one side here on the other. It's like they jump from one to the other, you know, it's like, there's a huge gray area in the middle that just doesn't really get broadcasted, you know, or, or like uh, there's not much of a spotlight shine on that. And that's from like my perspective as like a host is like, I, I like to talk to Paralympians and I like to talk to people who have really amazing stories, but I, I like also like to talk to people who just are just crushing life, you know, just, you know, like that's, that's, I think what we, what we love too. And, and we, we want to see steer clear of those like inspiration porn stories, because what, what I personally feel like brings value is the how. So how, how do our guests and how does our community navigate their life with a disability and especially something progressive like CMT and RP where it's constantly changing and we are continuously grieving what we couldn't do or see yesterday. But yeah, tell us a little bit about your life with RP and what it stands for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So RP is short for retinitis pigmentosa and it's a, a rare degenerative, uh, retinal eye disease. So, you know, it's essentially, what that means is, and it, and it does vary from, from person to person, but essentially it means you lose your vision from the outside in. So you lose your peripheral vision first and it's, your vision kind of slowly closes in. And um, most people um, by age 40 with RP are considered legally blind by age 40. Um, I'm 32 um, and my field of vision right now is around 30 degrees of vision. So I'm not considered legally blind but I'm heading there. What know. is, what is legally blind? What is legally what is, blind is 20 degrees or less, uh, or 20 or you see 2200 with corrective lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two different versions, but you know, when it terms of field of vision, it's like, you know, if you think about, you know, peripheral vision being gone or someone who's legally blind from RP with no peripheral vision, just kind of imagine like 
looking through a, a straw, like tunnel vision, you know, it's just, you know, that's kind of the, the, the most common used metaphor, I guess. But yeah, that's what RP is. It also affects your ability, your eyes ability to kind of adapt to changes in light. So, it, you know, you know, you, for example, a movie theater, most people's eyes adjust, you walk in, they dilate, you can see enough to where you can get to your seat. Someone with RP that your eyes just don't adjust. It's just pitch black. So in dark spaces, nighttime, it's called night blindness, which I find kind of funny because most people are like, oh, it's, yeah, you can't see at night anyways. But, you know, you can see, you can yeah, see, people know what I'm talking about. Right. And uh, so there's that too, which affects that. And then there, there's also other side effects where like floaters and like, which are basically like, I have floaters like 24 seven and, and what that, how I'll describe that is like, you know, when you close your, your eyes and rub them. And then you have all these little flashes going yeah. around. A little amoeba, whatever. Yeah, I, I have those twenty four seven, and wow. you know I don't even notice it anymore. But um, there, you know, and, and there's different variations of RP. Like there's different because uh, it is a genetic mutation. It's something you're born with. So there's different variations. So people have different versions of RP, and you know, depending on the version of RP, you might have experience different side effects. But for the most part, that's the on average, how I just described it is, is pretty uh, common. We'll be right back. This is John and Mark Cronin from John's Crazy Socks. And we're interrupting to say, we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please, Make sure to check out our show, The Spreading Happiness Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes are available every week on all your favorite podcast platforms. Join us on our new podcast as we continue our mission, Spreading Happiness. Thank you, folks. You're tuning in to Embrace It with Lainey and Estella, brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Now, how old were you when you first realized that you had RP? Because you, you, you told us earlier um, in the last podcast that your mom has it as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my mom is legally blind. She has around like five degrees of vision left. And I was diagnosed when I was 12 years old. And that was only because not because I was experiencing symptoms. It was just, like I said, it's hereditary. So, you know, they wanted to, you know, just keep an eye on it. Cause they were like, right. wanted to know like, all right, let's like, we should keep a close eye on Lance. Cause you know, he might have gotten it. And, 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 uh, my sister has RP as well. My oldest sister, but my older brother, he, he was the, uh, the one who, who did not to get RP. So it, it can, it, it's, you basically have a 50% chance that's what I've been told with my genetic counselor. So if I have uh, children, you know, my children will have a 50%, you know, chance of getting RP. So that's kind of how it works. It just that's keeps the same with us out. or with me, with my oh. type of CMT. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I have a lot of questions um, and about your story, particularly as it relates to like people and how they interact with you with this progressive condition um that's slowly taking away more sight like i mean you must run across ableist remarks all the time right like i i would imagine 
whether they're intent. I mean, most of the time they would yeah. be unintentional people, just curious people saying, Oh, you can't see this or, yeah. Or a lot know. of confusion Yeah, because I can see, you know, like, and again, you go back to that tried and true word spectrum, you know, it's like most people think you either can see fully or you're blind, you know, you, which means you see black, you know, nothing's there. And then you wear sunglasses and then you, you stare up at the sky and, <laughs> you know, touch people's faces. And, but like, that's very rare. Like most people who are blind, like 90% of what would be considered blind people can see something still, whether it's, you know, some sort of sense of light or uh, like I said, a small little pocket with like you would have with RP. So with that said, most people have that kind of opinion of you either blind or you can see. So when I'm out, you know, with friends and, since I'm kind of a late bloomer with RP, you know, like I, I was able to, you know, drive and all that. I recently quit. I quit driving around uh, f- five years ago. Um, and I, now I wouldn't be able to actually, but um, people were, that's when it kind of got to the point where people were like, Oh, like you, you're, you're losing your vision. And it's just kind of confusing. Cause it's like, I was driving, I was going to work. I was videographer behind the camera. So it, it's just confuses a lot of people. And, you know, they'll, they'll make comments, like you said, like, and going back to that innocent ignorance, you know, they'll just say some things where it's just like, you know, I, I have to kind of explain, but you know, it, I've thought about this too. And it's like, partially, I'm not going to let everyone off to too much, but it's like partially not their fault. Cause when, when did we ever learn about this? You know? And then I even wonder if, if I didn't have RP, would I know about RP? Mm-hmm. You know, would I even care but I, I, I definitely wouldn't have a podcast, you know, about disabilities if I didn't have one. So, you know, I'm, I'm very upfront and honest about that, you know, and that's kind of how it works with, with, with disabilities. It's like you either, you, you kind of become part of the team, you know, when you join the team, you know, and that's when you start realizing, you know, like me noticing those jokes, you know, that, you know, those ableist jokes, it's like, you know, I, you know, I didn't really think much about them beforehand, but once you once you join the team you start noticing and uh we have to be our own uh pr departments like i feel like i feel like blindness in general um gets like it has it needs a rebranding because it does like by saying someone's blind and then saying someone's legally blind Uh legally blind implies it's not as bad it's less than it's easier to live with like and that then you know even with someone who's educated and who knows different you think Mm -hmm. oh that's not as bad but like obviously we don't ever want to compare people's disabilities because people come from all different have all different experiences support systems all of that but with that said like having a progressive form of of um of blindness is got to be hugely challenging and like it's got to feel really bad, I would imagine, to have it be downplayed, you know? Yeah. And, and what people don't understand is like there's the mental health issues that come with it because you, uh-huh. you're like hyper aware. It's like when I was first starting my career, I kind of knew that my vision was going to decline. So then I would have like panics at my desk of being like, I, I'm not going to be able to do have a career. Like, you know, you start to you worry about the future because, you know, it's like, you know, you're lose, you're gonna lose your vision. Like that's coming. It's almost like the anticipation can kind of, uh, overwhelm you if you let it. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've had to, I have to do, work hard, you know, to not let it. And I'm getting to a place where it's easier for me to kind of 
control my thoughts. And, and partially that's from accepting RP and talking to so many people with who, who, who live with blindness and just hearing, you know, going back to, you know, those people who are just not the hero, not the villain, who are just, you know, living the day to day, fulfilling great lives. They become my hero without being the hero in that category, you know, and just, yeah, it's hard work. And, that, and I think that's where most people get confused. And then some people want to, you know, just say toughen up, you know, have that kind of mentality, like don't be soft, toughen up. Or some people even think that like, I, and then there's the opposite of that where they're like, if I were you, I would, I would just fall on the floor and just cry all day. Yeah, and I it's like, well, like I, I can't I do just, that. I, I would die if I had to be blind. Uh-huh. So like, I am curious to, cause we like to give people, you know, practical tips. And I think your experience can be totally applied to anyone's disability. Let's say um, you're somewhere and you, someone gives you something that you have to fill out like a doctor's office. You need to fill out the form. Okay. Yeah. Let's say it wasn't electronic and whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you handling that? What are you saying to them? Well, you know, for example, I, like I said, I have 30 degrees field of vision, so I still see pretty, pretty well. I mean, obviously like, you know, I miss handshakes. So like they might hand me that, that, you know, thing and I just won't even see them hand it to me. And then they'll be like, sir. And then I'll, (laughs) I'll look at them while looking at their face, I won't see their hand. And then I'll look down and I, and then I see it and I'm like, Oh, sorry. And then they look at me real confused. They're like, Oh, how did he not see the the billboard? Like that happened to me the other day, I was getting a, a bagel and I was waiting in line and I kind of, I had these like ways I like to operate where I thought only one person was working. So I know I I have a limited field of view. So I look at the one person I knew was working because he's going to ask me what I want. But then someone else walked up who was working there. I didn't see. And then he, he was like, sir, sir. But I was like too busy focused on the first person and I didn't see him. And eventually he's like, sir, you know, like, and then I look and he's like, what are you doing? And then I just have to be like, Oh, I just zone out. You know, I always make up an excuse because you know, I'm not using a cane yet and I I probably should. And I'm, I'm right on that border to where it's like, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to be using a cane. But in that situation, Lance, so like in that situation with the coffee shop, like, do you ever just say I'm legally like, do you ever just explain or do you not want to deal with it? You know, it depends on my mood because it's, it's hard to explain, you know, even on this podcast, like me trying to be like, RP is is like, sometimes it's like overkill. It's like, sorry, I have a retinal eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa that decreases my field of vision. (laughs) You know, and so, yeah, so I can see, you know, this much, but I can't see here. And then I have a blind pocket here where I can't see. And, you know, blindness is a spectrum and, you know, I, you, you don't want, you want to go on this like long thing, but like, so sometimes it's just, honestly, it's, it's just, uh, again, depending on the mood, you just roll with it. Oh, sorry. And then move on. But yeah. then there's sometimes like one time I ran into a lady, I was in the subway I was waiting for the subway. The subway came. It was, it was the crowded train commute to work before COVID when everyone went to offices and I was walking, I went to get onto the train and I bumped into a lady and she did not enjoy that. <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like, what the, what the hell is wrong with you? And then in that instance, you know, it was anger. So then I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm visually impaired. I didn't see you, but you know, I don't have a cane. I don't look what TV presents as blind. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, so to her, it was like, I was just bullshitting. 
Right. So then I try to explain it again, but you know, some people just don't, you know, she was just angry and she was going to stay angry. So then I got on a different train, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah. you know, those are instances. And a lot of that is self-induced, right? Cause I, I, if I would have the cane with me, then people would believe me, mm. you know, and, but you know, that's the lesson, right? It's the lesson that yeah. you can be disabled and not be visible. You can have like yeah. invisible disabilities are real. And it's just another example of someone living their life and no one outside of yeah. their body can see or know that anything different. So it's, you know, it's just this overarching message of, of just have grace and just know that this is a community way bigger than anybody can really mm-hmm. visualize, see, or understand. Yeah. yeah. And I also think that like, when I first started Trendable, I said out loud, I think even here on this podcast, when we started this too, like, I definitely didn't start out to be a disability advocate, yeah. but I think Lance, you said it best. Like we're doing this, we're out there. I am confident as a person. I feel okay with myself. Like I'm done lying. Like I used to yeah. do about it and making jokes or like, I, I mean, I get that it's hard for people to understand, but like we have to give them a chance to, right. Yeah. So no, you're more right. of us who say like, you know, I, I don't have any peripheral vision. I didn't see you like as simple as that, that person is like, Oh, people who don't have peripheral vision don't necessarily use canes, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, and so I've started to say when I'm in a situation and I bump, I bump into someone because my balance is bad or whatever. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, most of the time I would just say, I'm sorry, but like, let's say it is a situation where I'm, you know, like it's someone I know I say, you know, I have a neuromuscular condition. My balance isn't great. Like yeah. something as simple as that, it's like, it's doing so much. And I, I didn't start out thinking this is what I wanted to do is tell the world. But if we want to change the world, we have to tell the world because who else is going to, you know, it's not like they're putting us in these ads. People with invisible disabilities are not going to be hired for any of these ads about disabilities because ours are invisible. So yeah, unless they, yeah, like, so unless they, unless the they camera, have yeah. a, a little yeah. thing above your head that says oh, that's she, what the ad should be. The ad it should, should be. It that. should be. But then, yeah. then Estella, people who can't see the captions would not yeah. know, would they? How would they know? Like, so yeah. there goes inclusivity there. <laughs> And real, and I'll add real fast too that it's a, it's kind of a weird position that I'm in because I grew up basically sighted, and now I'm losing my vision, and I don't feel sighted enough to be in the sighted world, and and I don't feel you know blind enough to be in the blind world, and uh, you know I'm I'm right in that border, and and sometimes I feel um on an island, mm. and misunderstood and it's kind of a weird place to be in and i'm sure i'm not the only one who feels like that but yeah it's a weird middle ground to be in and you know and and that's partially that's like my perspective as a podcast host you know because like i'm i'm talking to people who have have are way further along in their journey to me and i'm learning you know straight from the source you know right and that's my perspective and you know kind of me that's my way of teaching you know i'm trying to bridge that gap between right, those two worlds versus just talk directly to one or the other you know and you're literally um, filling in the spectrum right trying like, to yeah like all those dots in between the the extremes sides yeah. and like 
on a final note, you posted something this morning that really like hit me hard. And you posted something about what you'll miss most seeing. Yeah. And I thought that was just so beautiful because I think it's just a reminder of, you know, what we take for granted, but also you, you presented it in such a, a way that like, you know, regardless of whether you will continue to have vision or not, that you'll be okay. And like, what is it? And what's that place look like that, you know, you know, without a doubt that you'll be okay, regardless of whether you have vision or not, because I think that's a lot of, a lot of us forget that we have that capacity to, to, to not be so attached to our, our abilities. Right. And like, and our hearing, like, what, what is that place that allows you to detach that as something that bring that, that makes you valuable? I mentioned earlier, like I've had to work hard, you know, to kind of change my mindset. And, bef- you know, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have made that video. You know, in fact, I, the video would have had a completely different tone and, you know, uh, more of, uh, you know, sad piano music and like <laughs> black and white footage. Yeah, but, but victim like, mentality, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, I've kind of, you know, in a sense, like, I, I, I live by that classic, you know, phrase, you know, you only live once and, you know, it's, it's, it, I really believe that. And, you know, I have one chance to, to live a fulfilling life. Like how much time do I want to waste? You know, yeah. I'm kind of, I like, to be honest, like I'm put in a position it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's not necessarily sink or swim, but if I, if I want to, you know, do all accomplish all my dreams and, you know, be the person that I want to be, then, you know, then I got to be proactive instead of just, you know, stagnating on, you know, the same thought and being stuck in the same place. You got to try to grow. So, you know, my podcast has helped me grow just talking from other people and having deep discussions, you know, with, you know, various other people like both of you, you know, you know, with, with different disabilities, because it's all kind of part of the same, you know, mindset, you know, how, how do you uh, adapt and, you know, you know, be strong and, and it's okay to feel weak. Sometimes it's okay to, to, you're, you're, you can't control what your brain's going to pop into it. You know, and, but what you can control is, you know, what you, what you act upon, what your thoughts pop into your mind. And, and, uh, I'm learning to do that. I recently started therapy that's helping. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things, but it, it takes hard work and it's, it's honestly just, surrounding myself and immersing myself in the, in the blindness and disability community is, is what has been like the best thing I've ever done for that mentality. Because when you're, like I said, when you're not in it, when you're not part of the team, mm-hmm. you have like, at one point I was that innocent. I had that innocent ignorance of what the community was and meant and stood for. But once I jumped in and learned and I, I saw like firsthand for myself, like people are living great lives. I'm good. You know, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took me having to do it myself, do the work myself and not wait for other people to hand me a pamphlet or send me a video or call me on the phone. You know, you got, sometimes you got to do the work yourself. That's, that's, I guess that's my answer. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't agree with you more than that. I think that's what this podcast does for us. And yeah. it's not about having a podcast. It's just like you said, it's connecting to the community and breaking down those internal stigmas that we carry like, oh, well, I'm not disabled i'm not going to be part of that club like who wants to join that club yeah 
you know, that's what, that's what human connection is. And that's what makes you go from feeling like you're on an Island by yourself to being immersed in like a, a, a level of support that you can't get from anywhere else because it, it's people experiencing similar journeys. And, and like you said, you know, dropping those breadcrumbs of what they're, what, what has gotten them through their journey and yeah. what, what success really looks like. Um, so we, we would love for people to follow you and listen to your podcast as well. Where, where can people connect with you? Yeah. You, um, my social handle that is, you know, goes for my Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is at see through pod, um, S E E T H R O U G H P O D. And, uh, or you can just go to see through pod.com and you'll find links to everything press and episodes and more about the podcast. Um, just go on YouTube, type in the see through podcast, you know, subscribe to my channel. That would be the biggest thing you can do. And, you know, my episodes are also, you know, streamable on all platforms like Spotify and uh, Apple podcasts and anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, you know, those yeah. are the main ways. So. Yeah. We encourage everybody to, to follow Lance and on all of his channels and just, it's, it's, you know, even if you don't have the same disability, there's so much value in just hearing from other people's perspective perspectives and because there is so many underlying themes that we all can um, get value from and they can find you you know and watch those youtube videos ableist and chill if they look it up and learn more about we covered the one on villains but you can see some other examples but yeah yeah i I have more coming you know and that it's going to change a little bit the branding of it because it's going to be more part of my episodes but yeah, I plan to, to to bring up comedy a lot more and sp- specific things that were said. So, you know, follow me if you want more of that insight into, you know, uh, blindness, but also just humor that involves the disability community, because that's like my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lance. It was so great seeing you again. Thank you. Guys, go watch Lance's podcast. Listen to Lance's podcast for our episode. Find yeah. it um, on the same place you find ours. Episode 36. <laughs> awesome. We don't know what episodes you are, Lance. You could be, I, think we're gonna be 30, I don't know. 30. We should be 36. Oh my God. <laughs> I just realized that would be, that, that would be amazing. Funny. And I almost said another ableist comment. I was about to say something. <laughs> I go, that would be uh and I was about to say something. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Lance. That was a lot of fun. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's All great right. to we catch up. We loved having you. Thank you. Hey, Embracers. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Embrace It podcast. Brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by George Andriopoulos and hosted by Lainey Ishbia and Estella Lugo. Our music and sound effects are licensed through Epidemic Sound. Embrace It is hosted with Buzzsprout. Do you have a disability-related topic you'd love for us to feature? Or could someone you know be a fabulous guest on our show? We would love to hear your comments and feature them on our next podcast. So leave us a voicemail or you can even send us a text to 631-517-0066. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow us at embraceit underscore podcast on Instagram. And make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. We hope you join us next time and continue to embrace it.